Welcome back, Black Factivism, episode three, part two. Uh, we are back once again um, covering, I hope everybody's had a um, happy holidays as we continue this journey towards the new year. I hope people got everything they wanted. I hope people were treated with respect. I hope when you opened your gift, you thought about somebody who didn't get something, who thought of, I hope you thought about that child who wanted something all year and was promised something and didn't get it. And not to blame their parents, not to blame their family, but, but to understand and to think about their circumstances. Um, today's edition is part two of 10 pieces of advice. Uh, we woke up wanting to give black male educators, uh, which is really sort of um, coming down to black educators in general. Um, I wanna give a shout out um, to Lacey Maharjan. Uh, Lacey sent me uh, an incredible email with some great feedback. Um, I, I am honored to contribute to your educational journey. I just can't believe that. I never thought I'll be in a situation where I could help people build and enhance their career and to give people confidence in a space where, in spaces where they just don't feel like it is right. It is just, um, and their freedom is being threatened. And oftentimes as black educators, this is what happens. Um, we feel isolated. We feel like there's imminent harm. We feel unwanted until we use our vibranium with the kids. And, um, you know, it goes back and forth. It's that like that purple feeling in the, you know, in the room where you feel connected to that child that you that was once you and and the child that you want them to grow up to become the adult you want them to become it is um it, it's humbling to see that there are people out there who can thrive despite the burden and the circumstances that many times we have to work under so just to sort of recap um from the last episode, part one of 10 Pieces of Advice, I, I, we wanted to give Black male educators. Um, number one was to prepare to be tried daily. Number two is be cautious of your, um, the second that you walk in the classroom, you, you, would have include, you would have improved the outcomes for Black and Brown children. Number three is if you want to, we know you want to prove something, but don't take extra overwhelming tasks. We already know the overwhelming tasks are already there. Don't take on something more that you can't, that your mind cannot afford, that your body cannot afford, that your physical presence and being cannot afford. Um, number four was remember your greatest bullet point in your essay is, is your life as a student in a system that at one point didn't want you to read or write. Like think about that, right? Number five, develop an academic vocabulary, add those big words to your arsenal. Um, it makes it hard for folks to read what you write in the tone of a, being a big, black, offensive person from the inner city. So th those were the first five. 
And in this episode, we're going to talk about the next five. I'm going to give you um, my shout outs and my book recommendation. Today's book um, is a book that I highly recommend. Technically not a read book. It's, a, it's sort of like a textbook, but it's just filled with gems when it comes to differentiation. So let's kick it off. Number six, do not tolerate disrespect to keep a job. There is a shortage. The black educator villages are on the rise. Do not tolerate disrespect to keep a job. I know what that's like. And I tell people all the time, in my last district, you only get one time. But it's tough when I see black educators in spaces getting disrespected, oftentimes by black counterparts, sometimes by our, our other folks of color, um, either take advantage or openly disrespect us. Um, people only get one time with me before I hit the exit because that's just not a space that is that cultivates um, achievement for children. So if you feel like, and if you know that there's another black educator out there who's really struggling with the people around them, valuing them and, and valuing their expertise, um, time to get an exit plan. Uh, I, I know it, it, it will harm the kids, but the, the greater harm to you would, would all, will the, the greater the harm to you will impact the kids negatively. So don't tolerate the disrespect to keep the job and help other people be strong. Education gives us the power to quit jobs. That's why we, that's why we went and got that bachelor's. That's why we went and got that master's. That's why many of us got their um, PhDs and, and, and doctoral and doctorates, right? The word quit sucks for us. It's like a self-extraction from workplace toxins, right? And why is it so dramatic? Because me, as a Black male educator, unless you are in a majority Black cautious setting, work in education is inherently toxic. Again, as a Black male educator, unless you are in a majority Black cautious setting, not majority Black, Black conscious setting, that environment is inherently toxic. So they should be aware of the burden of it, of being a Black educator, and they should be working towards making the, the, um, the environment less toxic. It is actually up to your job to provide, to prove otherwise to us, right? They have to prove that this work environment isn't toxic. Your ability to hit that eject button because you understand the assignment is an acknowledgement of your ability to lift schools and districts. That's your ability. We can hit that eject button because we know what the assignment is. And when they're not aligned, we got to go. And although there's a shortage, there are villages of us who just don't want to deal with the microaggressions. People checking in on you when you're on vacation, but checking your vacation, right? Or when you take a personal day, their reaction feels personal, although the day is personal. That happens a lot. And then you have these second chance racists. Um, they develop these like, you know, a second chance racist is somebody who was racist in another district and they come back and they try to rebrand re, re and remodel themselves. And they come with these new policies that obstruct our growth. You know, you better have that no thank you ready. 
immediately. No, thank you. Number seven, keep in mind, your superpower has yet to be quantified by these edu educator prep programs. So your ability to forge strong relationships will always be in question and not celebrated. Your superpower has yet to be quantified by these prep pro educator prep programs. Therefore, your ability to form strong relationships will always be in question and not celebrated. They don't know what that vibranium is. They don't know the the they don't know what happens when the kids start feeling warm inside when that black man, that black woman, that person of color enters the room and they see somebody who looks similar to their mother, to their father. And this can be true for white folks who have that consciousness. Now, urban education experiences are left out of prep programs because folks who prepare it have never truly engaged with black children. Educative prep programs should offend us. They should offend us because they don't account for racism. They pin drop on biases and they don't accurately depict the clear opportunity gap that our black children face. So what do they do? They throw the technical work to educators and be like, hey, the kids gotta do what you want instead of helping educators use the student's funds of knowledge to appropriately give a child an early look at one million spaces they could, they could occupy here, right? They want you to tell, teach the children to do what you say instead of helping the very educators tap into the kids' funds of knowledge. Give them a look at the world and the space they could occupy. It amazes me how these prep programs don't acknowledge the influence black educators have on white children and black children. And we know why. Relation building, relationship building isn't just in the formula. It is too much to ask these affluent institutions to evaluate, to validate. Again, Relationship building isn't in the education preparation, educator preparation prep formula because it's too much to ask these rich institutions to validate. Number eight, read poetry, journal, document your journey. If you've come this far, you are a bestseller in waiting. Oh my God, in our circles and in our spaces, the amount of times we could say to ourselves, man, I should write a book about that. Two years ago, I started with two books. Now I'm on six. I got the topics, table of context, the whole context, the whole nine. Every single one of our journeys in this institution and these practices that was designed for us and our children not to read has developed into a book. The Black educator experience is Shakespearean level. It's a new word, right? Shakespearean? Shakespearean? It is that of Mark Twain, Baldwin-esque. We must document as a part of our self-care and our reflection. While I'm on self-care, 
it definitely looks different for us, doesn't it? What that Black educator self-care looks like. Self-care for us is seeing the science of Black existence overshadow the bias. That's why I watched the Best Man Final Chapters. Shout out to y'all. Hey, I felt like I lost a friend when it was done. You know? And I'll repeat this again. The science of Black existence overshadowing the bias. That's 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 a vacation for us, right? You know, and it overshadows the bias, not only overshadowing the bias, but it overshadows the racism and the continuous commitment that people have to displace and humiliate us in these workspaces. Again, for you, um, you holiday listeners, right? Don't think that this is all folks, right? All white folks, right? Um, but you definitely know who we're talking about. You got those friends, right? We even progress monitor differently, right? As, as black educators, we pro what people see as progress. What our progress monitoring is different. Guess what? If the kid if the kid cusses me out every day in September and in November, that kid is not cussing me out. And they're they're learning how to self-regulate, smiling, enjoying their, their 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 identity. Oh, oh, that's a win. And we're looking to build upon that. We celebrate the wins that the larger society skips. Again, we celebrate the wins that the larger society skips. Number nine, student affirmation is greater than adult affirmation 100% of the time. Student affirmation is greater than adult affirmation 100% of the time. Look where adult affirmation has mentally done to Kanye and these other bozos. When it comes to our kids, we celebrate wins. We make we, Making it to school is a win. Coming to class is a win. Parent participation increasing is a win. Reading out loud is a win. Kids remember what you say. And the one thing you don't mean, they will remember forever. Kids remember what you say. And the one thing you don't mean to say, they will remember forever. So be careful. Number 10. Comes in as some advice. Right? Our pain management. The more you know, the more you learn, the harder life gets. Right? Learn how to manage your pain. You know, when, you, when I pick up a book, I got to read about race again. Or when I follow the African-American history on Twitter and I see and I read about how our skin was peeled like potatoes, how our um, private parts was forced in places and castrated and burned and, and boiled. And these are all the nasty, gruesome things was done to us 70 years ago, a lifetime ago. Do not let people around you think the nonsense is old and dated. 
it is very real, although folks aren't, that I know, are, aren't boiling us. But from a mental health standpoint, it is hard. And, you know, you get around November and it's like, oh, man, do I want to stay in this space? And for you people who work in districts who are who can make decisions to support Black educators, have a meeting with them. Say, how you doing? You want to stay? Because by, no, by December, we know. By December, we know if we want to stay or we want to go. And if you are who you say you are and you value Black educators, Black male educators, you have that one-on-one -on -one and you ask the questions. How are you doing? How is this experience? You know, can you grow here? Are people being kind to you? You know, I think those things are important. And I'm going to review, you know, part, you know, six from 10 again. Number six, do not tolerate the disrespect to keep a job. Number seven, keep in mind your superpower has yet to be quantified by these educator prep programs. Number eight, read, write poetry, journal, document your journey. You are a bestseller in waiting, your story. Number nine, student affirmation is greater than adult affirmation 100% of the time. Number 10, just a piece of advice. Manage your pain. Manage your pain. I want to give a shout out to my other, other mom. I got three of them. Um, I have a shout out to all three of them. My real mom, Angela McCarthy, you know, um, you know, we have been through a lot. Um, you know, the loss of my father has impacted you and myself in ways that we can't explain. And I'm grateful that you're still here to talk about it and work through this together. The next shout out is to Regina, Dr. Regina Rodriguez Mitchell, um, who took me under her wing when I first started in education and developed my consciousness as an educator. Salute to you. Um, you, are the, you are the forgotten piece of the greatness that became New Mission High School. And finally, shout out to Dr. Priscilla Berger. Um, everywhere I've gone, these amazing Black women have taken me under their wing and taught me the way and showed me the light and helped me identify with I, my identity as a Black man. And what Dr. Berger of, of Regis College has done for me is, is consistently be a rock for my journey um, towards my doctorate and my journey as a, as a Black male educator. Um, she's tough, she's fierce, anyone can learn under her. And if you don't, she doesn't even have to, she's one of the people, she doesn't even have to speak to you and you're ready to stand in her light for five minutes, five seconds, milliseconds, whatever. Um, I salute you, Dr. Dr. B. Um, you are the best at what you do. And, um, and you know, I'm sending you and your mom uh, well wishes. Finally, the book recommendation, Advancing Differentiation by Richard Cash. Now, what this book is able to do, it's about thinking and learning for the 21st century and writing your lesson plans in, in a uh, and differentiating your lesson plans in a, like the most unique way by using abstract concepts, 
using advanced learning and making and being inclusive for all learners. This book um, talks about critical thinking, critical analysis, um, prioritizing your sequences so students can have their entry points. It is an incredible piece of work and recommended by Dr. B. Um, so make sure you, if you want more information in this book, you could, you could definitely, or textbook, maybe I'll give you an extra copy since I have seven of them. Thank you for joining us today. Um, Black Factivism, next, the next few episodes, we will have a ton of guests and we'll be asking some really impactful questions. And I hope you can join us um, to the, you know, to the to the black educator out there. You know, the winds are far and few in between, but they exist, and they exist within you. Um, every day, you wake up to do something that two or three percent of the world only you can only that two or three percent of the world can do. And uh, look in the mirror, salute yourself. Get ready for your day and prepare your, for your day the night before and then get in that continuous cycle of, of improvement. Um, they need you. We need you. I need you. Salute.